Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. So grab your inscriptions. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And guys, I'm married. She got married. I got married. I she did it. She got married. It's Are you over. keeping your last name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have like no qualms over people calling us the Fitzpatricks, but... I mean, I've done it like three times this morning already. Oh, but so really many people just, have done it. I just it's, like okay, great. I just think that's really funny. It's yeah. I, but also, like, I could I call totally you the Stewarts. Is 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 the Stewarts? Is is we like the Fitz Stewarts. <gasps> Love that. Great, the Fitz Stewarts. So that's kind of how we refer to ourselves. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was a real like. I growing up because I grew up in the South, famously, as we all know. Oh yeah. I always assumed that I would take somebody's last name it's what you do it's what everybody in my family has done but when it came time i was like it seems so bizarre to me just me personally to lose my last name like to not be lizzie stewart i feel such a feel such a sense of like (laughs) pride around being lizzie stewart and not that there's anything wrong with Lizzie Fitzpatrick. It just, that's not who I am. And so, yeah, it was like pretty immediate once we got engaged that I was like, no, I'm going to stay Lizzie Stewart. I also just got my like license renewed. I just got my passport. Renewed. Like, there's so much bureaucracy in yeah. changing your last name that I'm like, ah, maybe when we have kids, I'll think about it. But like, yeah, even then. I don't know. I'm Lizzie. Like, I am I am Lizzie Stewart. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are. You are Lizzie Stewart. So I am and will always be until I let you know. <laughs> Lizzie Stewart. <laughs> Married, which I love. Um, Yeah, this is our first episode back from me being away on honeymoon. Yeah. So if it feels as though the wheels on the bus are falling off, it's because we're rusty. It's mm-hmm. been like a month. It's been since we yeah. recorded. Yeah, it's been a long time. 
And we were going at a clip. We were doing like two a week for I know. three or four weeks. Yeah. But oh my God, it was like, and thank you for doing that. It was so nice. And anybody who's going to go on a honeymoon, my biggest piece of advice is do whatever you need to do so that when you are actually on your honeymoon, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> I was so, I mean, and, and like I really worked myself into the ground leading yeah. up to the wedding to like make this happen. But it, I gave myself the gift yeah. of just being able to like be present. I didn't think about this podcast, mm-hmm. any podcast, any work, yep, nothing. Good for you. I just like let it get released. And, you know, if you are somebody who, you know, works a job or you feel like you always have to be online, I promise you, you don't. You don't. You don't. It it's will the be the only time. It is the only time I feel in my life that people, everybody, perf- like my work people, my friends, my family left me alone. Oh, and I yeah. think that there's something about honeymoons where people will truly leave you alone. Yep. And in no other, there's no other life event in which that is the case. Oh, no. Because also when you have a baby, people are like, I have, ba- I can hold the baby now. Like they will not yes, leave let you me alone. See the baby. It is the like, opposite. Give me the baby. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, you will be inundated with human beings. Right. You get like a cu- the first couple of yeah. days, but like certainly not from your family. Like I know when I have kids, my parents are going to be like, send us or they'll yeah. probably be here. You know, they'll, like they'll be there. Right, you're right. Yeah. I was like, so just pictures. No, they'll be here. Yeah. But yeah, that was something that I realized sort of like a couple of days into our honeymoon. I was like, oh my God, people really like, or, or working mm-hmm. would pop up and then I would see a coworker be like, literally don't look at this at all. Have fun on your honeymoon. You know, like oh, people are good. like so willing to step in yeah. and, and take things off your plate. And it was so, I'm just so appreciative of all my people oh, who helped good. me, including yourself, achieve that bliss. Oh God, yeah. I was like, don't don't do don't do anything. This. Like, what do you go- also? Because I have done recording on the road. You mm-hmm. know, like I've done recording on road trips, and it is it is totally doable. But it is not fun. I mean, it's it can yeah. be funny. Yeah, but it is not. It it is not like an enjoyable recording experience, right. and especially on a honeymoon, it is not enjoyable for the other person. Right. And it does put, like, you know, an additional stress. And, like, that is just not what you want to do. And also, then you have to – like, you do the editing. Then you have to edit it. Like, that's not – that's not not what we're about. That's That's not not what we're about. about. We wanted you to have a good time on your honeymoon. wanted Kyle to have a good time on the honeymoon. Yeah. And we did. Everybody have a good time. Great. And get this. We did. Good. So we're jumping back in and celebrating the end of my honeymoon with the only thing that comes to mind. Yes, this is correct. Which is, of course, the Vietnam Veteran uh, Memorial. Yeah. I mean... Very famous. Very famous. This is what I, I think, Lizzie and Kyle Honeymoon, I think Vietnam Veterans War Memorial. That's what I think. Well, the connection here, the connection here is this. I'll tell you what the connection is. One of our sources, not to spoil... Is the National Park Service. And uh-huh. honey, I went to a lot of National Park Service run locations. Yeah. And there's just nothing like them. No. Nothing like a good park ranger telling you about something you didn't know. The National Park Service does a lot for us as a podcast, the American mm-hmm. people in general, and they do mm-hmm. not get enough of a salute. I mean, I don't even know, 
Like every time I encounter a park ranger from the National Park Service, like out in real life, I'm just, it, I, I feel giddy. I feel as though I'm meeting truly a celebrity because that's what they are to me. And anytime I'm on a tour with a park ranger, I am giving them 130% of my attention, my soul, and my heart because I want them to feel how much I appreciate what they're doing, which is giving me a tour of someone's ancestral home. Right. You know? Yeah. I love them so much. And that's the connection. That's the segue. That's the, that's the segue. That's an awesome segue. So other than the National Park Service, please tell us what the other sources are <laughs> for this episode. The other sources are Britannica. Oh, Britannica. Britannica. Great, great name. Great Britannica. name. Britannica. Britannica. Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm. Um, just like some basic facts and figures about how we got the memorial, which is con- was controversial at the time. Totally. And the Vietnam Veteran Memorial Fund, because there is a fund that runs the memorial. And yeah, just some information from them. Love it. Well, well, well. Let's do the darn thing and jump on in. So we're going to start with the building of Le Memorial and her evolution over the years. I love the story of... The building of the memorial. It is. I love it because it is very unique. It's very unique. Yeah. I'm going to say it, but I just wanted to say up top, I love this story. Yeah. So, Vietnam Veterans Memorial, which is a national monument in Washington, D.C., honors members of the U.S. Armed Forces who served and died in the Vietnam War. The memorial, located near the western end of the mall, is a black granite V-shaped wall inscribed with the names of the approximately 58,000 men and women who were killed or missing in action. And this is where we get into the fun stuff. It was designed by American architect Maya Lin. As a senior at Yale University, Lin entered a nationwide competition sponsored by the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund and her design was selected from more than 1,400 submissions that were received. Lynn's minimal plan was in sharp contrast to the traditional format for a memorial, which usually included figurative heroic sculpture. And don't get me wrong. I love figurative L- heroic sculptures. I love. Love them so much. But do appreciate the sleek, the simplistic design. I think it works for a war memorial. It does. The design aroused a great deal of controversy reflecting the lack of resolution of the national conflicts over the war, as well as the lack of consensus over what constituted an appropriate memorial at the end of the 20th century. Eventually, a compromise was reached with the commissioning of a traditional statue depicting three servicemen with a flag to stand at the entrance of the memorial. So people were like, we're not going to do this without heroic sculptures. Right. Over over our dead bodies, are we going to do this without heroic sculptures? You can't do that. And they were like, no, 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 okay, no, no, we'll no. give you three. Yeah. We'll give you three tasteful heroic, stru- heroic sculptures at the, be- at the entrance mm-hmm. and then let it be sleek and modern. Yep. What is fun, not fun, but a quick little fun fact about Maya Lin and this whole thing. 
and I might butcher the story, but it goes something like this. Her professor at Yale saw her design or she like got his notes on it and he was like, this is a shitty design, basically. Oh, I vaguely remember that. You vaguely remember this? Yeah, yeah. He also submitted for it. (laughs) And then she got the gig after he like shot all over her design and was like, this is bad. This is dumb. Oh, my God. And that's not what he said. But, you know, he like he basically was like, this isn't going to. This isn't, this isn't gonna, what they want. This, right, you know, right. like really, really discouraged her. Also submitted, didn't get it, and she got it. So shout out to Myelin. Yeah. For proving him wrong. After Lynn's monument was dedicated on November 13th, 1982, it became a popular and moving tourist attraction. Yeah, it is. Like, pe- like it. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah. I think also because of the controversy, people are like, we got to see this. I mean, maybe not so much anymore. Now it's just like the veteran memorial, but like. Well, it is. I think this controversy, but also like it yeah. is different. Like, it is when different. You, yeah. Especially on the mall where you're seeing, yeah. you could say, only heroic statues. Yeah. Sort of left and right, big and small. And then you walk into this kind of different section and the way it's designed, like immediately a sense of like. Uh, reverence washes over you. Like it, yeah. it kind of almost forces this emotion onto you, which I think is unique for memorials. Yeah, totally. On November 11th, 1984, so two years after it was dedicated, the serviceman statue and a U.S. flag were formally added to the memorial and the combined monument was placed under the control of a friend of the show with the National Park Service. We got to get a National Parks, like, representative. Like a ranger, I know. Like a ranger. I know. I love I him so ra- much. I want I want If you know a park ranger, give us a call. Give us a call. In 1993, the Vietnam Women's Memorial was unveiled a short distance from the wall. The bronze sculpture depicting three women caring for an injured soldier recognized the work of more than 10,000 women who served in Vietnam. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout I out. love that it's like also, it's like an evolving memorial, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. They keep adding to it. Yeah. yeah. They keep being like, oh, we should also do this one. Yeah. This section of people. And then finally, in 2009, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund assumed responsibility for the maintenance of the site. Yeah. So now it's under their control. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. So let's talk about um, visiting the memorial. Let's. Because it isn't, like we've talked about it, it's a bit of an odd odd looking maybe or odd in construction difference it's a different different kind of memorial yeah i mean to me when i look at it it's it's gorgeous it's not like we, like if it was just by itself it's in yeah. context with everything else so it's yeah. like oh this now we're in a different this was a okay i mean it reminds me a little bit of um the because it's so it has a like a half circle wall of names mm-hmm. which i'm sure is, has been done elsewhere but it reminded me of the one that i've the one that I've seen is um, in Normandy on the beaches mm. and it's big. It's the one in Normandy is huge. Sure, um, and it also know. is like at the start of the um, field of graves on the beaches where people died, but it's, it's just a, a stone, a tall stone wall of names. So it's like a similar mm-hmm. kind of vibe and, and energy, but it's, 
yeah, it's not a, initially there weren't statues like we talked about when usually like a war memorial is like, right. we fought and we died and we murdered and we pillaged and plundered and totally. now we've done things and right. This one was all about like, what did we, people weren't really sure what to do with the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and the people who served. And so we're going to talk about like organizing the memorial and how we wanted to honor the people who served. Mm. So there are two 200 feet long walls that contain more than 58,000 names. The names are listed in chronological order by date of their casualty and begin and end at the origin point or center of the memorial where the two walls meet. Having the names begin and end at the center is meant to form a circle and a completion to the war. Because, oh. yeah, which I didn't know when I went there. I didn't no, know that, that no, was no. the deal. It's very like... Yeah. And I think that's nice. That's a very poetic way of like giving completion to the people who served and their service. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, the Vietnam War, I think, you know, a lot of people were against it. Not a popular war. Totally. A lot of, you know, I think a lot of like, what were, what were we fighting that war for? Sentiment. Yeah. By including the names of all those who died or who were missing in action, the memorial conveys just how overwhelming the casualties were during the war. Visitors can also see a reflection of themselves in the names on the black granite walls, connecting the living to those lost, which also that, I is think very is like, cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's, That's very, very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Look, there are a lot of... Yeah, That's what she doing. Did a great job. Like, yeah. lots of things to love about this memorial. Yeah. Um, so that's a memorial itself that commemorates the people who died in action in service um, or who were missing in action. So then we're going to talk about the Vietnam Women's Memorial Statue. So this is the statue that was added later in 1993 on Veterans Day. So it has a history all itself. It was a former Army nurse, Diane Carlson Evans, who led the efforts to recognize the bravery of nearly 11,000 women who volunteered during the Shout Vietnam out. War. Yeah. She was like, um, this was also a big deal. Hello. <laughs> also a big deal. Yeah. Evans was the first woman in U.S. history to lead an initiative to create a national monument in D.C. Whoa. Crazy. Nobody else had done that before. Shout well, out to her. I also... Uh, <laughs> I feel like no one else had done that before successfully. <laughs> like I can't, I can't believe that another woman, woman in history. First woman. No, I know, but even another woman didn't try to lead an initiative to create a national monument in DC. I, yeah, I don't or, know. Or was, or was she just like, "Hey, I think we should do this," and they were like, "Hey, we let you read. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's enough. We let you read and vote." Yeah. That's Relax. Enough. Relax. Don't over ask. Do- we have enough heroic statues. <laughs> we don't need one more. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Shout out to Diane. Shout out to Diane. Diane Carlson Evans. Good on ya. Um, Artist Glenna Goodacre composed a scene of a, quote, moment in crisis to capture the range of emotions women faced in fulfilling their duties. The bandage on the wounded uh, the bandage on the wounded soldier's face is meant to help visitors see themselves as the wounded soldier and connect with the comfort and care provided by the women. So I don't know if you've ever if you remember the the I don't remember sculpture. this one. It's um he's like on his back and yeah he's got bandages on 
Yeah. And then there's, I think it's two nurses. I can't remember. I think it's two or three. Two nurses maybe, that, but they're like helping him. And mm. yeah, like, I mean, it's, I mean, probably what you're imagining. It's like a guy sure. who's injured and two statue. women who are helping it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very I'm lovely there. statue. Yes. I'm doing a very good job at describing what's happening. Um, so then, uh, then on Veterans Day 2004, the in memory plaque was added to the memorial site. And I, this one, I am really, uh, like surprised, but in a good way that we added this because I feel like, uh, by adding this plaque, I think we're also admitting like we did some shit. Oh, like, ooh, la la. like we did some shit that really hurt the the people who were serving our country and and fighting in the Vietnam War, and it had longstanding repercussions that had to do with mental health and physical health, and they didn't die that day or you mm-hmm. know or during the while they were serving in Vietnam, but they lived and suffered for years after, and so we're also going to honor that service and also kind of admit that we did some shit. Mm-hmm. So, on Veterans Day 2004, the in-memory plaque was added to the memorial site. It's located on the northeast corner of the memorial plaza surrounding the three servicemen statue, which is at the front. It is meant to recognize the soldiers whose life was cut short as a result of their service in the war, but whose names were not eligible for the ins- for inscription on the memorial wall. Mm. The causes of death that were attributed to their service in Vietnam included PTSD-related illness, Hodgkin's and Parkinson's, exposure to chemicals such as Agent Orange and cancer. Wow. I know. I know. That I is was very like, unique. I know. I like, I'm like, really? We put something out there that's like, we caused you trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and we acknowledge that and at... We might and here and now here is your plaque. and now here is your plaque yeah and I'm like like I hope we're you know giving them also like the people who are still alive like my uncle served in Vietnam and I'm mm. he's you know I got PTSD D related totally. issues to that so like I hope they're giving him medical treatment also but totally um, well but, now we're getting into like how good is the you know yeah VA basically yeah and, yeah yeah oi oi la la yeah well I I do love that though yeah I do love that. All right, let's close this out by talking about adding names to the wall. To the wall. To the wall, yeah. To the actual wall, to Maya's wall. Yeah. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund receives numerous requests each year from individuals who desire to have particular names placed on the memorial. While the Memorial Fund finances the name additions to the wall, they do not determine whose names are to be inscribed. It is the Department of Defense that makes those difficult and often very technical decisions. The fund does not have the authority to overrule those who adjudicate these matters. So basically, like, they are simply the messengers. Yeah. The Department of Defense is like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Yes. And And they're like, okay. And then they order the inscription tools and people and put the names up on the wall. But they can't. Interesting. They have no say in who goes up on the wall. According to the Department of Defense guidelines, service members may be eligible for inscription on the wall if they have, number one, died, no matter the cause, within the defined combat zone of Vietnam, 
which does vary based on the dates. So wherever active combat was happening mm-hmm. in Vietnam at the time, if mm-hmm. you died there, that's one way to be eligible. Yep. You're eligible also if you died while on a combat slash combat support mission to or from the defined combat zone. So if you are doing something in service Mm -hmm. of the combat in or around the combat zone and you died, you are eligible for inscription on the actual wall. Examples of death that do not fit the Department of Defense criteria include, but are not limited to... PTSD-related illnesses or events. So that's why the other memorial exists. Yeah. Exposure to Agent Orange or similar chemicals. This is interesting. Diabetes. Yeah, I know. It's a very specific one. I was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Sure. Cancer, heart attack, but all of those above do fit the criteria for the other Mm -hmm. memorial that we talked about. Yeah. that exists. The in-memory near, plaque. Yeah. Yeah, the, in- yeah. the in-memory plaque. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get, it's like, I mean, yeah, that's tough. It's it's hard to be like, yes, you did something heroic. Yes, you died. But technically, you don't get on the wall because it doesn't fit this very specific yeah. criteria. Yeah. Because it literally wasn't like during the war. Right, right. Right. I wonder how often names get added. I know. I do Let's wonder that. Quick- Let's give a quick Google search and see. Because it says they get requests all the time. Yeah. So when it was dedicated in 1982, there was 57,939 names. And now, or at least actually as of the 30th anniversary celebration in 2012, there are 58,282. So quite a few. Oh, wow. Were added. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I also think it might be a thing of, like, you didn't know they weren't on the wall. Right, right, You know, like, you didn't think to look, or it was your great, great, great somebody. Right. And nobody thought to add them. You know, like, there's, I guess there's so many. There's so many reasons, maybe, why Yeah. Yeah. But that is our episode on the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Go visit. It's in Washington, D.C. It is. It is great. It's, it is it's a great memorial. To yeah. me, one of the. I mean, it's very peaceful. It's very peaceful. That's what I'm it's saying. A very it's like peaceful it, memorial because yeah. of how it's designed. It just require. It just immediately is like calm. Yeah. Think about it. You're looking at your reflection. You're also looking at yeah. names. It's just it's just a well a well done. Yeah. Memorial that I, really like I think captures the like complexity of the emotion surrounding that war. Yeah, I agree. With that said, that is our episode. And as always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. We will not be releasing an episode next week because it is Thanksgiving. So we are taking a week off. So we will see you in two Wednesdays. Goodbye.